Second Peter 1, and we're going to begin reading this morning in verse 1 through 11. Simon Peter, a servant of the Apostle Jesus Christ, to those through whom the righteousness of God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His glory and goodness. Through these, He has given us His very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to your goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning that your presence is here with us as always. That is your promise. It is not a question. But we also thank you that you desire to do something in the lives of those who are here today. Begin by pouring out your spirit upon us in such a way that not only I will be anointed to speak your words, but that we would all be anointed to hear the very words that you want to speak to our hearts that will affect our life and the lives of those around us. So move as only you can. Come. Lord Jesus, the power of your spirit, move us. In your name we pray. Amen. One of the names that people, or one of the things that people ask at Christmas is, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Now, I know we haven't had it yet, but let's just think, think back. Did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? And the answer, if we're honest, is no. All right? But that's okay. Because we didn't expect to get everything we wanted for Christmas, right? I mean, that's not an expectation. But there were certain things we expected. There were some things that we even needed that we were hoping to get. And let's face it, for some of us in this room, last year's Christmas was great. But if we had to say about whether we got what we needed, everything, no, that didn't happen. But it does happen with God every year, every day. Every moment. God gives gifts differently. In fact, that's what we're looking at. Second Peter chapter uh, 1 here, verse 3. Let's just look back over that. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. I, take that in. Are, are, are you hearing? His divine power has given us what? 
we, for what we need. How, how much has His divine power given us? Everything. everything we need. Everything we need for life and godliness. All right, we believe that. We know that. That's God's Word. But do we experience that? Can you say in your life that you your experience of your life right now is that God has given you everything you need. Are you experiencing that? I'm not asking whether your head believes it. I'm saying in real life, is that something that's happening for you? Because for most Christians, that's not the way it is. Thinking of gifts, I'm talking about gifts. I thought for sure, I got it. I just got this like this this feeling, and I thought I saw something earlier and. And I was talking to somebody, I didn't have a chance, and I'm sorry, sometimes you get distracted by gifts and thinking about it. You get something that goes in your mind, right? You just can't let it go. And I'm, I'm thinking, I, uh, I don't want to go back. I'm not sure where, where I can go with the mic. Uh, some, some help. Aaron, Aaron, can you help me out? I'm pretty sure. I know there were presents people put under that tree uh, for what we're given, but I'm pretty sure there was some different gift back there. I'm not sure what it was. Can you go look for me? Go ahead. Uh, run back there, and if you you find something, I, I went by it, and and every time I go to go look, I, I get distracted. But um, I'm thinking there's something, you know, and and, and it, it could be uh, good. I mean, it was different from oh, you, you got something? Oh, ho, ho, ho. look at this! This is not like any of the other gifts over there. I just want you to know. Uh, in fact, uh, and let me show you what I'm looking at. There's a gift tag on this, and uh, I have a picture of it here. I don't know how well it shows. Oh, that's not too bad. Um, as you can tell, the gift tag is a little old. This gift has been laying around for quite a while. I, uh, um, I'm not real sure, but... Oh, yeah. Guess what? It's for me. <laughs> That's right. To Tim from God. That's right. I, I got this gift. Although uh, apparently I got this gift in 1979 and I haven't opened it yet. What do you think? Should I open it? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to open it. It. it it, it's whatever it can wait i'm not going to really going to open it I'm, I'm, why would i open it i mean i know it's not really a problem because you're not supposed to open gifts before christmas but this gift was from christmas 1979 it probably be okay but i just i don't think I'll, I'll just take it home put it in my closet does that sound crazy yeah does that sound crazy to just take a gift you got a while ago i just ah no big deal let's just put it in my closet but you know what that is exactly what Christians do all the time. Is that God has given us, right here, 2 Peter 1, verse 3, everything we need, He has given us the gifts, but we don't open them. We just let them sit. And we are not experiencing all that God wants to give us. It's crazy. Somehow, 
our gift to slip back underneath the tree. I don't know if you've ever found gifts later after Christmas. I mean, let's face it, that does happen. But that happens in our life as Christians. In fact, when we think about gifts, what's behind or underneath this tree? Uh Uh-oh. Woo. Underneath this tree, look at all these unopened gifts from the past. Is that crazy? But you know what? There's another place that has 10,000 times this amount of gifts that are just being stacked up and unopened by God's people. That's crazy. We need, and I'm sure if I, if I gave you the chance, especially many of our kids here would have said, open it up. Here's God's message for us today. I have given you everything you need. Here's his message. Are you ready? Open it up. (laughs) It's what he wants us to do today as we think about this. Uh, What gift have been unopened for you? What is the, the gift that you have left unopened? And the good news today is that God wants you to leave here today with what He's already given you. He wants you to leave here with it opened up. So in the spirit of being a doer, not just a hearer only of the Word, I gave you a gift tag. Kind of as a reminder this morning, as a way to think about it. So I want you to take that gift tag, if you've got that. And uh, I know most of you hopefully got the gift tags uh, some of you got some a little different ones, but only a few of you. So you would open up, and what you would do, if uh, there should be a pen or you have, or you can pass it along or wherever, somewhere, uh, just write two, like on one side, write two, and put your name. And by the way, when I say that, I don't mean put Y-O-U-R-N-A-M-E. Okay, your personal name. So put two, put your name on there, and then from God. All right, you got that? Like on one side of that or just part? Because you've got to leave room to put what the gift is that he's given you. I, uh, we're going to leave room there so that you're going to actually write in as God speaks to you today. And that is the hope that God is speaking to you, will speak to you today. Because we can't open up a gift if we don't know what it is. If we don't know where it is or what is going on. And so today the hope is as we look at God's word that we will realize what gift or gifts that he has given us and we'll be able to write those down in there now as we're trying to realize what kind of gifts god's given us there's three categories of gifts that we're going to look at this morning three different categories the first category is we need to realize the new life gifts that god gives us the new life gifts that god has given us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has come. In my paper, it says it's wrong. I know that's what's right. The old has come. Or the new has come. The old, the old is gone. The new gifts that I'm talking about right here 
or those gifts that you did not have before you had new life. When we experienced new life in Christ, we got new gifts. In fact, one gift already fell out here. And one of this gift right here. This is... It, questions get harder, people. <laughs> okay, this is... Okay, a fruit. There you go. You're safe. Exactly. There you go. Okay. This is a fruit. This is one of the gifts, and I'm not talking about this, but what God gives us. The new gift that God gives us is the fruit of the Spirit. Right? Fruit of the Spirit. In a sense, God gives us his fruit basket for Christmas. He gives us his fruit basket that is full. And we, we read about that, that uh, fruit basket in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. God gives us fruit. Now, I, I don't know if you may notice that we're saying these gifts are, are old gifts that should have been opened up long ago. How does that fruit look so good? Well, it looks so good symbolically so that we would realize God's gifts never spoil. They never fade. They never rust. The promises that he made to you, the gifts that he gave you 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever it is, they are still just as good today as they were back then. You may have missed it. You may have left that gift unopened, but understand this. It's not too late. It's not too late to open up the gifts that he has given you. Let's just quickly go through a few of these, and then there's some other gifts that we need to hit. But as we go through this, there are these gifts that God's given. And the first one of the fruit that is, the first part of the fruit is love. That's right, love. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Our first inclination uh, as we're here is to say, well, I got that one. I got people I love and they love me. But you know what? Loving, the, uh, the, loving those who are lovable around us, so what? Even the world can do that. The question is, can we love those who are unlovable? And not just can we love those who are unlovable, but can we love those who would even be considered our enemies? And I don't mean they think they're our enemies, but even you would recognize this person is my enemy. And yet I have love for them, which includes the fact that I forgive them totally. Not partly, not a little bit, not the Christianese kind of way but the way Jesus forgives us. I have that kind of love. 
Some of you might say, you know, Pastor, I, I totally agree with you. It's not, there are some people it's just not easy to love. But I know I've got to love them whether I want to or not. And, and, and here's how I do it, Pastor. I just make the decision that I'm going to be nice no matter what. No matter how much it hurts. I'm going to love them even if it kills me. And I suppose that is a great human attitude to have. But that is not the gift of God. That is not the gift of love that comes from God in that attitude. Especially if you feel like it's killing you to love someone. The gift is not that hard. It has nothing to do with naturally what we try to work up or do in ourselves. It is a supernatural gift of God's love in us. Not something we are able to do. And when you are so filled with the supernatural gift of this good Father that we have, it is not difficult to love others. There is no willpower that has to come through. It is all about the Spirit's power. There's nothing natural about this at all. And so when someone says, well, you know, that's just not my personality. And sometimes my heart can be kind of like a Grinch. If you are a Christian here today, you have been given a new personality. You have been given a new heart. You can tell me about where you used to be or what happened before, but if you are a believer in Christ, you have been given that which is new. Ezekiel 36, verse 26, God says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. One of the main reasons we find it difficult to love is that we cannot give what we have not received. 1 John 4 tells us, In verse 10, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one's ever seen God, but if we love one another, if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Perhaps today we need to open up this gift. You've tried to love and it doesn't always work. Because you tried on your own instead of the supernatural gift that God wants to give. But it's like many of the other gifts. It's not just a one-time gift. Rather, it is something we need to keep receiving. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 talks about how God has poured out His love into our hearts. Perhaps every morning we just need to receive that gift. God, pour out your love into my heart that it might be poured out. Not by anything I do or think or say, but purely by your Spirit's fullness in me and that love being poured out. Another part of that fruit, love, joy, joy. I, you know, the, the angel said in Luke 2, verse 10, I bring you great news or good news of great joy. Joy is something that Christmas you think about. Most people want to experience joy during the the holidays. And they try to hold on to this this kind of feeling of happiness. Of course, that's like trying to hold on to the greased pig for Christmas dinner. As you're going through, you're really trying. You're trying. You start out Christmas time. You want to. But, you know, as you go through, it kind of gets through sometimes. Joy, just like all the other gifts, 
is not something that comes and goes with the season. It's not something that we pump up in ourselves by watching Hallmark movies of Christmas, you know. Joy is not something that's that way. I mean, we can get excited. We can't wait for Christmas. We can't wait for December 26th, but then we end up feeling low afterwards. We feel down on December 26th. When the presents are all unwrapped, the food is gone, our company has left, and the decorations time has come to bring them down. Where's the joy? You see, the gift that God gives is a joy that is not temporary. It does not change with the seasons or the weather or the circumstances. The gift that God gives in His joy is something that certainly doesn't just suddenly disappear on one day from December 25th to December 26th. Have you really opened up that gift? And are you continuing to open it up? The joy of the Lord will stay with you. And I recognize that for many, it is Christmas time and the end of the year is a time where for some there's sorrow and loneliness. But you know what? That's not an excuse not to have joy. Because that's the time you need it. When you are experiencing the sorrow, when you are going through this loneliness, that is the time, as Nehemiah talks about in chapter 8, where the joy of the Lord can be your strength through this hard time. Receive that. Open it up. Peace. Peace that we talked about today. The promise of peace is something the angel spoke of as well in Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. On earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Whether we're talking about peace or joy or any of these fruits, it's not something that comes or is influenced by anything in the world around us. In fact, Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. The peace, this supernatural gift from God is not a peace that we just manufacture. We have to do this or that to try to get ourselves at peace. It is that which is given to us. When we think about peace at Christmas, sometimes we can, I can think about that song, The Silent Night, Sleep in heavenly, what? Peace, Right? And think about that silent, silent night, holy night. What does it go? All is calm, all is bright. Oh, that just sounds so peaceful. It's peaceful. But you know what? That's not where God's peace is coming from. Just when things are calm, Just when things are bright, then we have peace. No. All is crazy. All is dark. You know what? God brings his peace to us. It doesn't matter about the circumstances or what is going on. It's not about here and now in this world and all that's happening. It's about that in the middle of the hurricane of a storm that is your life, right in the middle is Emmanuel, God with us. And right where God is, is where the peace is. 
even though everything is going out of control and you can see it spinning around you, right there in the middle is a gift of His peace, even as you watch. A peace that is real, that is lasting, that is practical, that is personal. A peace that no one can steal from you. No thing can take it from you. Why? Because it's God's peace and nobody's taking it from God. He has given it to you. Open it up. Open up the gift and realize that it's not just a fountain that springs up inside of us, but it is peace like a river that Isaiah 48 talks about. A river that doesn't just flow over us, but a river that we flow with every moment of the day. Lord, from your throne, pour out your river of peace, not just upon me, but let me, every day I pray, let me flow along in the middle of your river of peace. There are other things like patience. Uh, that was tested. Uh, I got that tested this morning when I had the privilege of following the salt truck all the way practically from Fran's house to here. And I recognize sometimes that would be a blessing, but for this morning, but, and, and I did pretty good, but that's because I'm preaching on it. So, <laughs> you know, you kind of have to, okay, God, yeah, yeah, I get, I get it. But, but you hear people, have you ever heard somebody say, oh man, I got no patience. Or I got no patience for this, or I got no patience for this person. If you are a Christian here today, that is false. God has given you patience. And the fruit, it's a gift. Open it up. It's not about you. It's not about, don't give excuses, your personality. It's not about your life. It's not about any of this stuff. We are talking about a supernatural gift of the God of the universe that he has given to you. We could go on about other things, but it is that patience, the same patience that God has. It's his patience. So think about how God is patient. Think about how he is waiting. Think about all the stuff that he's done. That patience of God is ours. He gives to us. Now, I recognize that some people's fruit has grown a little bigger than other people's fruit. But you have it. Open it up. Let it grow. Uh, we need to move on. There are a lot of other elements of the fruit of the Spirit. Obviously, the kindness, the goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, uh, uh, self-control, all of those kind of things. Where is it that you struggle in your life? Where does it seem non-existent? What is the gift that you seem to have left unopened? You have it here and there. You try it in your own self. But the actual supernatural gift of God you've left unopened. I, I want you to keep it, that in mind this day. There are other new gifts that God gives us in this new life as a Christian, um, including those gifts that were like when you were uh, growing up, if you had brothers and sisters. Did you, anybody ever get, and we've done it with our kids, anybody ever get those gifts that had all of the siblings' names on it? Like you had one gift and it had everybody's name on it, right? Okay, or, or the really precious gift is that it has your name on it, but underneath it it says, you must share with your brother and sister. <laughs> really? No way. I don't want to share. I, 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 what, what do you mean I have to share? And then you open it up. And it's like, oh, man, this is so cool. And your parents says, remember, you have to share. 
No! And that's pretty much what God hears sometimes when He gives out some of His gifts that are meant to be shared. Specifically speaking about the spiritual gifts that God gives to each and every Christian. The spiritual gifts like He talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Where it talks about how the Spirit has given us these gifts. In chapter 12, in verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. And he goes down and lists off all these different gifts. And then in verse 11, all these are work of one and the same Spirit and He gives them to each one just as He determines. The Holy Spirit gives our gifts. And a little later you read, the Holy Spirit places us in position in the body. It's not like He asks whether you want to be. The Holy Spirit just does it. Here's where your spot is. Here is your gift that you've been given. And these spiritual gifts have been given to us from God to share with our brothers and sisters. And so often Christians just say, Really? I don't want to do that. And you just take the gift and kick it under the tree. Thinking that it doesn't matter to God. I mean, He loves me and I'm okay if I don't use that spiritual gift within the body of Christ. Within the family of God. That's okay. Really? God gave you a gift. From Him. And we just kick it under the tree? We need to recognize Ephesians chapter 2, 8, 9. You, many of you have heard that know that it's by grace we've been saved through faith. This not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not by works so any man can boast. Right? But verse 10 after it talks about our salvation and the grace, the grace that has been given to us, verse 10 says, we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for works of service. That's what He's created us for. We have been saved to serve. And He's given us the gifts to do it. What do you need to open up? We need to realize not just to open up these new life gifts, but uh, to keep moving here, uh, to open up the abundant life gifts that God has given us. The abundant life gifts God's given us. Uh, We're reminded, obviously, of, uh, of John, where Jesus speaks in John 10.10 about how He has come to give us abundant life. Life, that we might have life and have it more abundantly. The world will talk about things like this. The world will say, uh, yeah, get abundant life, get more, get full of stuff. And what you, you, you need to strive to have a better life. And the way you get a better life is if you get a better job, a better house, a better car, a better family, a better spouse. The world will try to, to give you this box, so to speak, and say, here's where you can find it all, right here. Happiness, your happiness is what really matters above all else. You need to really seek after your happiness. Do what it takes. And all that does is just lead you to continue to search for better and better and better. And you never find it never good enough. Because all we're looking for is the better instead of the best gift. 
from God. The best gifts that He wants to give to us. The world will only give us a box full of empty promises that leave us feeling empty. But God wants to fill us. I understand we're talking about not reaching into some uh, box or bag to pull out God's presence. Really what we're talking about this morning is reaching into the Word of God and pulling out His promises. This is just what these are what he said he will give he's given to us. These are his promises It doesn't mean everything's going to go perfectly or that there aren't going to be problems But god's got a gift for any and every situation to help us like his comfort Second corinthians chapter one says that comfort that we've received Though is a comfort that we can pass on to others. God's got comfort. He wants to give us uh, We read about how god wants to give us healing James chapter 5 says part of the way to receive that gift, to open up that gift is call upon the elders and, let, and be anointed. And understanding how God wants to work, a healing that's not just uh, physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, in every way. Sometimes we have this struggle about where do we go, what do we do, I'm not sure what to do and how to deal with a certain situation. The abundant life of God promises to give us wisdom. In James chapter 1 verse 5 we read that God gives wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. Do you realize there's a gift of wisdom maybe waiting for you unopened? And I, I think that's part of the problem is some people say, you know what, I've, I've prayed and I've asked God and, 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 and I'm trying to figure something out here. There, there's something coming up that I really want to figure out and I'm just not, not hearing from God. Now, first of all, there are a lot of reasons for that, of which we don't have time to go into. But I believe one of the reasons when we're, we've got something that's before us that we're not hearing and in seemingly opening up God's wisdom for is because we've got a backlog of other gifts of wisdom that we've chosen to ignore. Are you with me? That there are gifts that God has sent us from wisdom before that we needed to use and we didn't. He's like, why should I keep giving you this? You're just going to put it over here. Except for the few that, oh, I like that one. I'll, I'll open that one. If you're looking for God's wisdom and you're having trouble figuring out what's in front of you, then you need to look at what's right beside you and those things that God wants you to do now. Instead of worrying about what you need to do later, you need to worry about right now what he's already given you the wisdom to do. And follow that. There are many that struggle with fear these days. Especially uh, including the cousin of fear, worry. Because that's the one that's acceptable among Christians for some reason, right? Even though it says, be anxious for nothing. God's got an answer to that. Many answers. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind, or self-discipline. God gave us. It says He gives us. Again, here is in the Scripture saying, this is the gift He wants to give to us, 
not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. And when we think about the power, the strength that we need to make it through the day, the strength that we need to do something that's before us, God has said, I'm giving you this. I'm willing to give you this. He says in Ephesians 6, verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. That's the strength we need, not trying to get it up in ourselves and trying to just press on and push on until we can't go any further, but to find the gift, the supernatural gift of his strength in us. There are so many gifts that the word of God tells us that he wants to give us. I can't possibly cover them all. My hope is that even that the Holy Spirit, as we spoke this morning, has spoken to you about something in your life that God has already promised to give, but now if you think about it, you've, you've left it unopened. This good Father wants to give us so much. And in fact, there is one gift that kind of encompasses many of them, puts it all together, and that is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 11, verse 13 says this, If you then, though you were evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? How much more will your Father in heaven give Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. Have we really opened up the fullness of the gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives? And it's not just a one-time opening up. It says in Ephesians 5, 18, be filled, be continually being filled with the Holy Spirit in which all these things fall under and fall with. The third point, we need to realize the eternal life gifts that God has given us. First John chapter 5, verse 11 says, And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. There are certain gifts on, uh, I don't know about you all how you do it, but there are certain gifts on Christmas morning sometimes that we have for our child that we kind of set aside and we have on it, Open Me First, because there's other gifts that go with it. Anybody else? You know what I'm talking about? All right? So open me first, and then there are gifts that will go with it. Well, this gift that we're talking about right now is the open me first gift. Because all the other gifts go with it. In a sense, the gift that I'm talking about right here is that first gift that is different than all the other gifts that I've talked about so far. All the other gifts actually are in the box as accessories with this gift. They come in the box as accessories with this gift. But this gift that I'm talking about, this first gift, is not a gift you will find under the tree. Instead, it's a gift you'll find on the tree. You say, well, how do you get a gift on the tree? Uh, You've got a sturdy tree, you know. Well, God was able to get a gift on a tree, and he used nails. And that is the gift, the first gift, the gift of salvation that he gave us because of the cross must be opened first if you already experience any of these gifts that we've talked about. We're looking for this peace from God. Guess what? You will not be able to open it up unless first you find peace with God. The peace from God won't come unless first there is peace with God that is found in the salvation, the first gift that he has given to us on what we could say is the original Christmas tree, so to speak. Everything else comes from this. That's why 
if you remember when I showed those pictures of the gift tag, it had my name on it and to and from, and on the side it had 1979. The gift was that old. Was, I didn't just put it on there because that gave me an idea that it was an old gift and it was unopened for many years. That was the year I came to know Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord, where I surrendered my life fully to Him. On that, in that year, in that moment, God not only gave me the gift of eternal life, but he gave me all the other gifts that we talked about today. Every other gift was available to me on the day I made that decision. Today, if you're here, you do not know Jesus as your Savior and Lord. And and I understand to say that sometimes it kind of sounds religious. We do not know what does that mean. I know who he is in my head. In fact, I would have said that I thought I was going to heaven. I thought I was a believer because I believed in my head all the facts. I even started going to church. Well, not my family, but I was. But there's a difference between having all of this stuff in our head and having a religion and having that which is a real personal relationship with Jesus that actually affects you in such a way that all the stuff that I'm talking about, the real supernatural power of God giving us these gifts and working our lives is something that's not just religious talk. We experience it. If that's not something you've experienced in your life, I encourage you to talk to myself, to talk to the elders, to know for certain this Christmas that you've received the first gift so that you might be able to receive all the other gifts that God wants to do in our life. I think many a Christian that we would talk to would say there's something missing. There's something more. It's not that I'm discontent with Christianity. I love God. But they would say, sometimes I just seems like there's something more it just seems like i'm missing something uh, but you know whatever I'm, I'm okay but it's not okay when god's given you what you're looking for but it's just under the tree you need to pull it out you need to open it up Sometimes we, there are things in our life that we're waiting for, that we're asking God and we want God to do. God, there's a particular work that you want God to do in your life, something that you want Him to help you with or do. And you just like, when are you going to answer? And what God wants to tell you is, I already have. I already sent the gift that you need to take care of that years ago to you. But you haven't opened it up yet. You've been doing the good religious thing. You've been trying really hard to be that good Christian. But you've been doing it on your own strength and your own power and your own uh, wisdom and your own everything. I gave you a gift. I sent you the gift. Today, I asked that the worship team would come. Go ahead and come up. They grab that uh, gift tag that you have. And the worship team's going to come and, and they're just going to play uh, the song instrumentally for just a little bit. They'll play a little instrumental. And, and to take in that gift tag, 
What is a gift or gifts that God's speaking to you about today? And understand, when I say God's speaking to you about it, you don't have to have something come from the sky. You just say, oh yeah, that's me. I have a problem with patience. All right? Write that on the other side of that gift tag. And in a practical way, what we want to do is to seek God today, right now, to say, God, I realize what I'm missing, the gift I haven't opened, and by faith this morning, I receive that gift that you give. I'm opening it up. Work your love in my life. Work whatever it is, that gift that is needed, that strength, or whatever it might be. Receive it from His hands today. And then by writing on this gift tag, why don't you take that gift tag as a reminder then, put it in your stocking, tie it to your tree, just to remind you of something that God has given you this Christmas already. To open up and allow Him to do that work. Father, we pray that You'd help us even this moment. You have spoken, but we need more than just to realize what gifts we're missing that we haven't opened up we need to receive them Holy Spirit of God I pray that you would pour yourself out in such a way that as we in faith come to you you've already promised to give it we don't have to beg you've already given it help us by faith to open up your gift whatever it is receive it from your hand Father thank you speak to us even now and may we be accountable even to write this down to live in this game.